Hello, everyone, and surprise, we are back. It is Abigail Peterson from Kindergarten Chaos, and... I'm Robert Hinchliff from Tyrone Thompson Elementary School. It's good to be back. We yes. took a year off, but perseverance. <laughs> and wasn't it. last year a crazy year? It was... It, it could full. have been a good year to actually like have, a, have something to talk about, but um, I, I would probably just been extremely negative with all kinds of stuff. So maybe it was a good thing. There was didn't. just so many changes. I think it, things were constantly changing uh, for our district. Everyone started the year with um, wearing masks and there was a lot of rules and restrictions and they were always changing. And we had the, you know, red light system thing that <laughs> you guys, you know, staff had to abide by. So there were so many things. And I know, you and I talked, even though we weren't doing podcasting, we would email, not email, we would text back and forth and you would say, it's just crazy. And the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing. So it was just a crazy time. And I think across the board, that was for everybody. Yeah, I think it was everywhere. I mean, everybody's trying to figure it out and survive, except for, you know, certain states that didn't even pay attention to it, which, you know, that's their choice. But um, it was just a crazy time. One week would be one thing and the next week would be the other. And it, it was just uh, up and down, but hopefully this year's a little bit more smooth. There was a lot of, I feel like, learning curves because they found out that some things that they, like precautionary measures that were put into place, they found out didn't actually work. So I feel, feel like last year was a lot of trial and error, and they've decided that in doing some of the things last year, it didn't work. So they're going to, you know, maybe X those out for this year. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean nobody's ever lived through a pandemic or had school in a pandemic. So mm-hmm. it was, it was trial and error and that's, that's fine. Let's just, hopefully we have learned and don't go backwards. That's really the main, the main concern at the moment. I think some of the research, the more recent research that I have read has been the big elephant in the room that we've all been talking about for the last two and a half years, but has been the learning loss that has happened and occurred. So how do you feel like you're going to address that with your staff and your students? This will only be their second year of being in person at your brand new school. So, well, I don't know. Um, I don't know really that I point it out specifically because I think we just expect everyone to teach what walks in their door regardless. So um, you can say learning loss if you want, or um I guess just to be a little more blunt, you know, like Thompson is in the suburbs of Vegas and having worked at Smith with you where we were at, uh, the students came in low in some cases. So out here, it's really no different for us. You know, they're coming in a little bit lower than um, they usually would maybe. So I don't really see it as learning loss. I just see it as you teach them where they're at in terms of their academic levels. The more challenging thing last year was behaviors. Um, we've, we had to do a lot with that and just stamina kids had no stamina at mm-hmm. all. But this year, I think, <clears throat> I think they're back to where they'll have stamina and they understand the school. So now we can, um, teach them better in terms of academics. I think a lot of schools, um, the learning gaps might have been exacerbated by being off for so long. So if a kid was a grade level behind and now they're two grade levels behind, you know, now that, and you have a grade, you know, a class full of those types of students that gets pretty, pretty difficult. Um, But I think, again, everybody, you just have to teach what walks in your room and do the best you can. And admin, you've got to support that. 
Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. I think we're kind of um, dealing with two different issues here. I was speaking more of learning loss um, from the distance learning aspect and in, in not only the end of 2020 um, and 20 to 21, but last year from 21 to 22. But um, also you're, I think you kind of alluded to the fact of the new security measures that are going on due to mass shootings. Um, so what, what has been put in place or, or what are your thoughts on, on that? Uh, it's going to be an unpopular opinion, but that's okay. It's my perspective. Um, really the only thing I've seen uh, is basically one point of entry, um, which we already do at Thompson. You know, everybody comes through the front, but I think uh, the problem, if you go to that overarching, let's go to the overarching problem is that they seem to think the people above us, in many cases, I feel like think one size fits all mm -hmm. at Smith is an outdoor school kind of in the morning. We opened all the doors and the kids came in the side. Um, so we had 26 points of entry. If you were going to try to have all 500 students come through the front, they might possibly get in the building into the classrooms in about a half an hour if you hustle. So how practical is that? I don't know. <clears throat> but again, I think it comes back to, um, you know, you have to just do the best you can. If a student uh, puts something in their backpack, then they've made that decision. You, you're not going to check every backpack. There's nothing you can do about it. You can have one point of entry or have the teacher at the door and see if they look nervous or see if they look a little different. But uh, my unpopular opinion is that you, you can never be 100% sure without metal detectors. And even then in today's age, I'm not entirely sure you can be sure um, that you don't have a weapon on campus. You just can't. So it's a little bit of false sense of security. Um, and I, I know that people aren't going to like that, but it's true. If you think about it, you know, do you check every backpack that walks in your door, Abby? No, no, no. Oh. And I think it's interesting to note that uh, you and I both had were a part of that um, one year at our school mm -hmm. where it came in on campus. A gun came in in, in in a student's backpack. I believe it was fourth grade. Yep. And um, that student never said anything. It came from another student. And so there was no nervousness. The teacher didn't suspect anything. Mm -hmm. It actually came from you know, gossip of another student. And I don't mean gossip lightly. I'm just saying like yeah. the other, it, it was kind of talked about and somebody spoke up. So, um, but no, I haven't checked every backpack. Yeah. It's just, a, you know, it's just, a, um, it's a fact that people have to face that there's really no way to ensure a hundred percent security in a school. Um, it's not T-Mobile. You're not walking through metal detectors having, uh, people look through your backpacks. You're just not, and you're never going to have that. Um, you want to go to clear backpacks? Fine. Kids are kids are smart. They'll figure something out. Are you going to pat every kid down? You know, like mm -hmm. it's it's just. I, I said many times in life, you can't legislate morality. So mm -hmm. you're going to have to. We all have to count on the vast majority of the students just behaving and not doing things, and parents locking up their guns and things of that nature. Um, and again, it's just, it's a slap of reality. But from my point standpoint, um, we count on kids to be good and not do stupid things. And unfortunately, sometimes kids do stupid things. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about something that we talked a lot about actually in season one, but um, 
we are really seeing the effects of it. And it is, they call it the great exodus. Um, It's happening not just in education, but in other careers as Mm -hmm. well. What are you seeing as a principal? Um, From my standpoint, we're definitely short teachers and it's countrywide. It's not just Vegas. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people can pick on Vegas and, oh, this and that, um, whatever you want, but it's, it's countrywide. I, um, I think it's finally just caught up to us, up to us with the fact that educators aren't respected in a lot of ways. And Mm -hmm. today's youth, honestly, don't want to go into a profession where they can't get rich fast. Um, They can't get any glory. Um, Teaching's teaching's a different profession. You have to want to do it. You're not going to be rich. Um, You know, you're not going to be famous. So I think that contributes, society contributes to it. As far as us, we, uh, we were down two teachers, two aides, um, and that's just us. So we're, and we can survive without them. Uh, but some schools, if you have 20 plus vacancies right now, I don't know how you're going to open. I don't. Right. Um, and what do you, what do you think? What, what, what is the district's, what are, the, what, what is the district saying about that? For a school that has Nothing. a lot of vacancies. Uh, okay, so we've talked about this as well. But here I am. I'm a licensed teacher. Mm-hmm. And I would like to sub on my own, you know, on my own time. I have to go back through the process. I even reached out to you and said, is there yep. a way for me to get in? And you said, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And it is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. How how are you going to fill? But yet, then you have Arizona who's like, anybody yeah. who's breathing can yeah, come and be a teacher. So it just makes no sense to me. You know, on there, there has to be some common sense and that seems to be lacking. I... I've- I agree with you. I think I get frustrated because I think I, I like I've suggested ways for the district to do things, and uh, maybe they talked about it, maybe they didn't. Um, but I feel like there there's just no proactivity with it, and here we are, and now we're you know for example, you know I've said many times, you know I um, I like Doctor Jar as a person. He's been to Smith many times when we were there. Um, I get frustrated. Mm-hmm with things like, um, and again, I don't know all the ins and outs of bargaining. So to be fair, I don't understand all that, but why are we announcing pay raises for new teachers in June when most of them are looking for jobs in January? Again, I don't know all the behind the scenes stuff, but they're all hired in June. Mm-hmm. There is nobody. So even if you, well, and I think that's an interesting thing too, that we can get delve into a little bit is this whole new teacher salary. So we went from <laughs> yeah. like 41, 42,000 yeah. to 50,000 yep. starting. So we're talking about Clark County school district here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And now I always remind people that we have one school district that services over 300,000 students, 90 square miles, uh, you know, services, multiple places, including Mesquite and Overton and, um, you know, it, awesome. it, Henderson, everywhere. So we are unlike a lot of big cities where they have multiple districts. We have one district. And I just think it's really interesting that they made this change. And yet there's going to be some second or third year teacher that's making less than 
beginning teachers. Yeah, I think that's another thing um, that has pushed people away. Um, and then, you know, you throw in the news. You know, if you if you are Google searching right now, is Las Vegas a good place to teach? I don't know what you're going to see. Um, you might see a story about El Dorado High School mm-hmm. um, or Desert Oasis. You know, there's a lot of bad pub out there about Vegas. I love Vegas. I think it's great. But there's how much positive press is out there about teaching in Las Vegas? Yeah, that's that's the thing. So if you're a, a kid from Washington, where I grew up, uh, and you are not into the glitz and glamour and the nightlife, maybe you like more historical type things. So you're choosing between Albuquerque and Vegas. In Albuquerque, you make 60 grand, and here you're making 50. I'm going to choose Albuquerque mm-hmm. uh, because when you're young, you just want a job and you know, you're going to move anyway. I just think there's so many facets to it. Um, but I don't, I don't know what the fix is. Um, and everything, another point of this going to it, everything pays more. So you can go work at target. Mm-hmm. That's like $24 an hour now. Or if you talk about support staff and you go work at Panda express, I think you start at 14. Um, what's chick-fil-a i mean yeah I know. it's it's it, it is insane and i think what you hit the nail on the head basically we don't know what the answer is i do think that it's a step in the right direction i think yeah. definitely we have to offer more we know inflation everybody feel is in is feeling inflation yeah. so gas prices if you also know anything about las vegas i mean our rent is exorbitantly yeah. high. Mm-hmm. It's one of the highest in the country. Our housing skyrocketed <laughs> in terms of purchasing a house. And so, you know, we have to incentivize people, but we also have to incentivize the people who, who are here, are still here. Now, and they I know did they that. threw some breadcrumbs yeah. a little bit, but I mean, my... <laughs> the the sense that I was getting from teachers was like, they felt like it was a slap in the face. They felt like you're just giving us a little bit. And then it wasn't coming on time. Some people, you know, didn't show up and it just was a lot of hassle. We've talked about this before, but our insurance is a wreck, mm-hmm. you know? And so what can we do? What can you offer your teachers I get, I, you know, I'm, I'm different as you know, or anybody that's listening to this, I'm different. So <clears throat> it's my job to give you whatever you need to teach. Mm-hmm. But I also know that sometimes people come to like when we were at Smith and a teacher came to school and there was a box of paper outside her door. She was like, I get a box of paper. I'm like, yeah, you get one every semester. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten paper before. So again, my job is to make sure you have what you need to teach right now. We have money. We don't have people. Mm-hmm. When you have people, you don't have money. It kind of goes yeah. um, in opposite direction. We have money. So, you know, at Thompson, you if you ask for it, there's a 99% chance I will get it or find it. And that's just my way. I have to make sure that you are happy. Richard Branson said, if you take care of your people, they will take care of the people. Something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and that's just kind of my philosophy. Give them, give them what they need and get out of the way. Um, but not every principal is like that. I know one principal that lost almost all of his staff. Um, you know, and I don't know. My fear is what kind of people are we putting into leadership positions? They might be great people, but are they ready? You have to adapt to the times, I think. Mm-hmm. 
right now, if you are old school and you are by the book mean, people are going to leave, especially in Vegas. You can go anywhere you want. I mean, we have two openings and we're in the suburbs and two years old. So people who have not adapted and take that hard line approach are going to lose the people that don't like the hard line approach. Um, if you have people lined up outside your door, well, then, yeah, you can do that. But right now, like you said, anybody with a heartbeat um, is kind of the option, especially in support staff. It's just one of those things where you have to take care of your people or they're going to leave. And mm-hmm. even then you're going to lose them. I mean, we had and that eight. probably looks different. That probably looks different for every school. Yeah. I always equate everything to elementary because that's uh, you know what I taught. That's what you you're exposed to. Yeah. So you know, in high school, that I'm sure looks different as well as middle school. I'm interested um, to hear your wife's journey because she is moving to middle school, and so she's been in primary education for years. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's going to be interesting. <clears throat> I'd love to have her on as a guest to see what the changes are going to middle school. I've yeah, heard we- there's definite differences. And I've always heard teachers that have moved from elementary to middle school saying they'll oh, never no. go back. Yeah. So I can't wait to hear. Yeah. We'll, we'll get her on for sure. Uh, I think she was just ready for a change. We talked about that last, mm-hmm. you know, last season. Sometimes you just need a change and she was ready for that. And again, um, I think there's some factors at school that pushed her out Mm -hmm. um, or definitely made the decision easier. And you have to decide as leaders sometimes, you know, am I able to lose this person over this or because of that? And, you know, you make those gambles. Um, And if that's if that's your hill to die on, then that's what it is. And it has to be respected. Everybody Mm -hmm. has a different hill. Yes. Um, And that's and, and in today's world, I think it's really easy for people to jump ship and go find a different one. Right. Well, let's talk about something positive. You are Yay. doing something different well, this that, school huh? year. Okay. And so, yeah. you know, we always, we, we tend to kind of, you know, talk about problems and situations and we don't always have the answers. We don't always have solutions. And so I know sometimes that can be depressing and de- feel defeating, but I, you know, kind of my mantra is never let anyone steal your happy. And yep. sometimes you can sometimes yep. people do, but I choose to um, kind of reframe my mind and kind of have that growth mindset. Okay. Of, you know, it might not be going exactly my way, but what can I see the positive in? And some call that toxic Toxic positivity, positivity. but um, I personally do not like to live in negativity. I just can't. I don't like it. It brings me down. If you want to talk about mental health, living in that negativity, um, I can only control. I remember something that you used to tell us when we were in the classroom, and I've shared this in PD recently. You can only control what goes on in your classroom. You can't control what what goes on beyond your classroom doors. And so I think of that in terms of myself and think about, I can't control other people's feelings and thoughts and perspectives. I can only control my own. So what are you doing this year to build positivity and to try to build your staff's positivity? Um, I think you're referring to my Twitter, Instagram. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know why, but one day I just thought I'm going to post a hundred positives this year on Twitter and Instagram. And I don't know why I decided to do it, but I can get, 
I can get very negative and cynical towards district items, towards mm-hmm. school items. I will tend to be much more positive. Um, so I just thought, no, I'm just going to try to post positives and see if anybody will follow me and take the challenge to try to just shed some positive light on education. It's so easy to post negative stuff. Mm-hmm. I could do it and, all day long. And we know from media that bad news sells. <laughs> yes. Bad news sells people, you know, but there is a trend and there are even Instagram accounts, you know, tell me something good of yeah. positive positivity and people do appreciate that. And I think that for those of us that want to, we're not ignoring the fact that negative things happen and that there's bad things going on and that there's situations beyond our control that make us unhappy that, okay, let's kind of swing the camera over here and let's choose to spotlight on something that is good. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. So I I don't, again, I don't know why I decided to do it, but um, I did. I'm looking now the first one I posted um, um, basically about it. And I showed the school and said, you know, Marcus and Darren are custodians did a great job all summer um, and took the challenge. And I got 149 likes, which for me is a lot. Mm-hmm. So then the next day I do positive number two um, about upgrading the building. And I got 24. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next time, um, positive number three, I'm down to 21. Positive number four, I'm down to 12. Positive number five, I'm down to 10. So it's going to be fascinating to see if... Well, you can chalk some of that up to the algorithm. <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be fascinating to see, you know, what people like um, or what they don't. But again, they have to agree on it, too. And like the last one I posted about how the facility, the grounds people always seem to have the school nice before the year. That might not be someone else's um, positive, you know, perspective. They mm-hmm. might always be fighting with them. I don't know. But, you know, I know those guys are out in the 113 degree heat. That's a positive thing. Let's post it. So I just took that. and then. Um, we're going to, you know, we have morale boosters set up. We have, um, you know, our lounge is pretty sweet for, for, uh, staff. Um, we're going to have, we're going to kick off with fun things. I just think it's such a hard job that you just have to try to stay positive with it and go. Now, let's be honest. You all have a colleague that you're never going to get to change. They mm-hmm. are the, the posse of poison, as Ron Clark would call them. Um, you know, they're just that person. And, and I don't want to say I haven't worked with them or haven't had them. Um, but, you know, you can just you just focus on the runners and focus on trying to stay positive in this environment and just helping people. And I think that's going to overcome a lot of adversity as we go on. I think also if we can just get adults, grownups, well, but we've that, talked about this, you know, adults, you know, adults do everything that they tell the kids not to do mm-hmm. or, or the vice versa. You know, adults tell kids to do everything that they don't do. Like, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. But yet adults don't do that. So it's uh, we'll see. But yeah, if you can get adults, it's interesting, though, you're into this. Um, we're going to start out this year with um, this year is all about relationships for us. That's that's mm-hmm. that's our mantra. Um, and the staff knows that. Because last year was difficult in the fact that, you know, being in our first real year, people's personalities were starting to come out and they didn't necessarily go along with other people. And by by March and April, it was getting a little tense. So this year, basically, we're going to talk about Enneagrams and 
try to get people to understand, okay, this is how you need to approach an eight. This is how you need to approach a two. This is how you need to deal with a five. Because we're all different people. I'm a two. I don't like conflict. I want to buy Are you going to do a cheat sheet? <laughs> yeah, I don't have it all that planned out. That sounds a little bit confusing, uh, to be honest. Yeah. Because yeah, no, I'm going to give people stuff to, to like look. I mean, but, but if you go, it's interesting, though, because what I found is, you know, as a two who lives with no. an eight, Chris, I, it is a challenge. I understand. I understand yeah. the Enneagram. I understand yeah. the way people operate. It's just remembering who's who. Well, I we have that. I, you we know what that. I mean? Yeah. yeah, we have a I'm staff just saying, thing. like, you walk yeah. up to somebody who maybe teaches for me that teaches fifth grade mm-hmm. that I normally maybe not, maybe I don't interact right. with. And then I'm like, I don't, I mean, it sounds, I would definitely need a cheat sheet. Like, what number yeah. are they again? So, yeah, we have that. <laughs> we have a staff info sheet and everybody took the Enneagram test. Um, but I'm hoping that, you know, when you learn more about how that it was actually eye opening because there's one member on staff that I've really um, got to know and learn who she is. And that has helped me kind of understand I have to do this or have to do that. And so hopefully, you know, there's so many strong personalities at my school, so many strong personalities. And if there's and a problem, why do you think that? Because I have my own opinion I, on that. Um, my opinion is, is that I give them so much autonomy and um, responsibility that they're opinionated and they want to do things well and they want to do them their way um, because they have so much power and they know they can share it. It emboldens them to do so. Um, that's my so opinion. So would you say that what, what is the majority of your staff? What Enneagram? Ones and twos. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That um, surprises me. Right. Um, because they are strong personalities, but there's, um, you know, there's nine eights, I think on their eights, the one I associate with being very strong, um, in certain ways. But again, I think if we can tell it like it is black and white, no empathy for the other side, this is the way it is. I'm going to come and talk to you. If there's a problem, ones don't want to talk to you. If there's a problem, right, right. We want nothing to do with you. We can just put our heads in the stand and do our thing. But again, we have to understand as a one or a two, the eight is coming to fix the problem, not to attack you. And eights, you have to understand, we don't want you to come and talk to us. We just want to be happy and and let it go. Mm -hmm. So again, I think if people will understand that and who you are, you know, I'm going to guess you're probably an eight. I'm an eight. Yes, because Abby, I'm an eight. I have, I have, um, I have a wing of a seven. Yeah. Um, but, but that's who you are. You, if there's something you're here, it is here. It I'm is very can, direct. I'm, yeah. I like to take control of problems yeah. and situations and yeah. I like to be, I like to know the plan. I like to address yep. it. I don't like anything to be, um, at any time. I, I just, I just need to know. I just yeah. need to know. So, yeah. so see, I, we, I'm surprised. I would think that, that a lot of your staff would be eights just because that tends to be a trait of, not all runners, but some mm-hmm. runners, just that yeah. personality is like go-getters, problem solvers, you know, make, you know, fix it, make it work. So that's, that's interesting to me that you say that most of them are ones and twos. Yeah. I just, you know, so we're going to, we're going to approach it again. It's all about relationships. Um, and if you understand better who they are or who your kids are, or who the parents are, that will help you move things forward because 
what I've what I've learned, and I wish more people understood this, is that without a relationship with someone, you're not going to get anywhere with them. You're just not. Like one thing, one point I I try to make with um, teachers in kindergarten or pre-K, you know, is you have to deal with them for one year. I got to deal with them for six mm-hmm. years. Right. So I'm going to give a little bit here. So down the line, things go better. And that's just me having relationships with people and having to know people. You know, the people like you who are hard line, these are the rules, this is the way it is. That's hard. The rule is the rule is the rule. But, you know, I think my hope is that just by us coming together and actually getting to know each other and how we are mm-hmm. will help us with any problems going forward. So, you know, and that might, you know, that might alleviate some tension and, and make people more more happy as well. So I know you like to do themes every yep. year. So is that your theme? Is relationships your theme or what is so your, do you have? I'll a give theme? it, I'll give, we have one. I'll give it to you next week. I can't give it to you this week because uh, someone might hear this before uh, before we do a reveal, but we have one. Uh, every year we have a theme. Two years ago, it was a wild card, be the wild card. Last year it was be relentless. Um, and then this year it has something to do with relationships. So that's, mm. that's what I'm going to say. Uh, and I got next year already planned out, of course. Oh my but um, this, is my, this is my thing though. I like it. It gives you a rallying point to, um, next week we'll talk about this, but maybe I can get to someone now by if we post this. Don't waste their time the first day with housekeeping, um, handbooks, stuff that they don't okay. want to do. I agree, but let me. But but let's. You want to talk about empathy, and you want to talk about like <laughs> looking at okay. the other side. Yeah. All right. You're you have right now. You have a staff that. Um, like how many very first year teachers do you have on your staff this year? Very four. first year. This is your very first year. No teaching four. experience. You have four. one. Okay. Well, so one. She was a sub last year. Yes. So okay. Zero. Zero. Really? So, yes. So think of it. Think of this side, Robert. You're going to have schools that have brand new first teachers and those schools that lost a majority of their staff for whatever reason, maybe they have a huge influxion of yeah of newer teachers. So how do you, now let's think about this. How do you do housekeeping? Now, here's why I say that, because you might say, well, give them something to read. Then that all of a sudden, then now this email or this, or this pamphlet or this whatever now falls upon me to take my own time and read it. And so how do you, it's not an issue for you, but it's going to be an issue for some schools where if, what do you always say? You can't consequence somebody that didn't know the expectation. And if they don't know the expectation, because you never said what it was, you were like, well, I don't believe in that. How do you, how do you find that happy medium? Well, I give you, I give you credit because uh, thanks for pushback. I don't have a problem with that. If you're writing a staff, well, here's my thing. If you have a school full of brand new teachers, number one, they start tomorrow. So you have a whole week before your other staff comes back to do mm-hmm. that stuff. Okay. Um, so if whatever it might be, where do you, uh, I can't even think of something. Well, that's a good uh, point. No, that's a good point. It's a yeah. great point because if you have brand new teachers that are going to need, need to know all of the little things, then they do. They have a week that you can break things down for them. Yeah. I, it um, goes to my, it goes to my thing. Like I think, I think people, so one of the things I always say right now is don't slow the high kids down in your classroom. So 
I don't want to slow down the teachers that have been there for two years and mm-hmm. already know everything. But if I make the whole staff sit through an hour meeting on a handbook and where you're going to do this and where you're going to do that, I'm slowing the high kids down. So, so is the so would this be a solution? Would be to say, because this is where my mindset goes is okay. Those of you that feel confident and don't have any issues and are just going to take it as it comes, you're dismissed. Those that feel like they need specific directions and instructions and need to ask a million questions, you stay. <clears throat> and then you might have five teachers stay and then, yeah. and then you know, provide them the information you need because you're always going to have those people. You know, I've, I've heard it in, in, in our previous school where they were like, well, you know, how was I supposed to know? I didn't know there was no direction given. There was no, you know, and then there's people that are like, I don't need direction. I don't, You know, if I have a problem, I'll text him or I'll have a, but we did have a, we did have an issue with, uh, well, where was that in the handbook? (laughs) Right. And so you run this risk of, I just feel I should not have to put in a handbook or impress upon you how to act as a professional. I should not have to take time telling you, uh, show up at eight ten. You can leave at 3.20. Your lunch is from t- – I don't I don't think I should have to spend time on that. You can read, and if it's mm-hmm. important to you, you'll find the answer. And then also I, one thing I think that people do a really bad job of, many, many people, is they don't make people rely on their grade-level colleagues. You always said, if you walk in my door, I will help you. Mm-hmm. Great. Go in there and ask her, what do I do? You can't – Again, I just feel like on at 8 o'clock on August 3rd, if I go over boring stuff, I'm killing their enthusiasm for the year. Put in, give, them, um, give them a list of things. So what I do is I send out grade-level tasks and department tasks, and I have whatever is listed. Uh, know, know where your kids are sitting in the lunchroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is there. Understand the house uh, days. System. Here's the schedule. Um, you know, take a little bit of initiative and run, and then they need to work on that as a grade level. And they have all day Thursday, they have all all afternoon Wednesday, so they have time to figure that out. And someone sometimes is, coming from yeah. somebody who's an Enneagram eight, sometimes I feel like I am pulling the wagon because the ones in the twos they're afraid to ask. And they're afraid to ask and they, they're, you know, they're intimidated. So they don't, you know, they don't necessarily, they well, don't, they don't want to come and ask. And so then it's like, you, you have know. to, you have to. So every time I see someone, what do you need? How can I help you? What do you need? How can I help you? Mm-hmm. If they don't answer honestly, that's on them. I can yeah. I can't read your mind. I agree with that. I agree with that. I feel like if you don't speak up, you're only hurting yourself. It's not, I mean, nobody's a a mind reader that I know of. So how how am I supposed to know unless, unless, you know, I speak up and, and. I mean, I'm sure there's some things out there where you have to, you know, explain um, dismissal or, um, you know, you have to do something you know, like I said, we have a housekeeping thing and I have things on there, but I'm not going to take up all day with yeah. it. I'm, I'm slowing no, I, the runners down. I, I'm, just, I'm just putting it out there because <laughs> I just think that, you know, there's there's a little bit of of balance in everything. And I would like to know, 
for instance, in the, you know, like in the classroom, there are certain things that I am very, I'm a stickler about. And then there's some things that it doesn't really matter to me, mm-hmm. you know? So does it matter if you wear, I mean, this is, this is ridiculous, but does it matter if you wear blue or red shoes? No, it doesn't really matter, but it does matter if you wear, um, you know, um, close toed shoes, you know what I mean? So there are some things that are real specific that I feel like mm-hmm. would be great as a bulleted, you know, like, I have a pro, you know, you have to be here by, you know, 821 or, or it doesn't matter as long as you're here by the bell. Ring. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, again, I think, I think what gets lost in the shuffle is, you know, you're a professional, so you need to admit just, what would you want your kids to do if they didn't know you'd want them to ask you mm-hmm. um, or, you know, or row their own boat. If you as a professional, I, you know, I just say, okay, think about the first day. What do you need? Do you have everything you need? Is everything clear? And after that, you got to ask or you got to row your own boat, you know, and then if you mess up, then, then we'll deal with it. But I just, I just don't want people to look, I tell people this all the time. The first morning back in school is the happiest that group's going to be as a whole all year. Mm -hmm. That's very true. How was your summer? Oh, you know, because no copper is broken yet. No parents mad at them yet. That first morning is the happiest you're going to have until the last day. Don't squish that enthusiasm. Build, use it. Use it somehow. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. Well, we have launched season two. And if we sound a little rusty, don't worry. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And we're always looking for new topics, things that you'd like to see us cover. Also, guests. We're interested in having new guests this Mm -hmm. season, season two. We would love to hear from you. You can follow myself um, or Robert on Instagram. Robert, what's your Instagram? Principal with a Y. And we have our It's All About Perspective Instagram as well. So feel free to follow us and comment, leave a comment and like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And no matter, no matter what comes and happens this school year, before school, the first day of school, remember. It's always about perspective. Have an awesome end of July, beginning of August, back to school season. And we look forward to seeing and hearing from you for the next episode.